Welcome to another episode of the Prison Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jabari from Boost Collective. We've had to redo this several, several, several times. Um, but as of now, I think we are good. Uh, I think we are ready to go and start this episode. So, you know, I'm super excited to, to you know, talk more to Jabari because we've been doing this for a while, uh, trying to set this podcast up. But, but we're finally here. And um, for those of you guys who don't know who Jabari is, um, Jabari, can you do a extremely quick 30 second summary of um who you are and you know what what is your position in boost collective all right perfect so what's up guys my name is jabari bonza at boost collective and i am the marketing exec at boost collective so i do a lot of like the front end stuff but as we know front end stuff is only like 30 percent then the remaining other two-thirds are what matt and ronan and damien take care of so I'm kind of like, you see my face here and then. When it comes to music, I do a little bit of, not really anymore, but I started with a little bit of ghostwriting. And then I also started with doing promotions and marketing since like a very young age, and I loved it. And then that's kind of why I'm so passionate and so happy to talk about promotions and marketing because it's such a big thing. It's such an important thing to me. Awesome, yeah. And honestly, man, you're like the face of Boost Collective. Like you're in all the ads, you're, you know, you're doing the YouTube videos, making the Instagram content. You know, Jabari, he's the guy behind the camera. So, um, in front of the camera, not behind. Um, uh, but yeah, I just want to talk, you know, this is going to be a good episode for those of you guys who aren't the a best one. At, at marketing, you know, in general. Um, because I think there's a lot, there's a gap. You're, you know, there's, there's a gap between the people who are um, good at producing, but don't know any marketing. Um, between the people who are, you know, really really good at producing but are also really good at marketing so like if you have both of those things i think i think that's really key and i think you can talk a lot about that i'm pretty sure you could talk about that all All day day. yeah all day man and so (laughs) so so yeah i just wanted to like um i just want to talk like in general what do you see people doing wrong because there's obviously there's so many mistakes uh that are being made on a daily basis um you know from everyone everyone makes mistakes but you know what are the most common mistakes you're seeing from these new guys who don't really know how to market themselves as a musician producer rapper whatever okay that was a good question man we're going in deep with the value (laughs) yes sir i like it it's nice because then we get to actually show some actionable steps and what producers and uh, musicians can do to really improve their craft and market better so I would say the first major mistake that musicians do, producers do, before they even realize it. This is something that a lot of people don't talk about, which kind of makes me want to blow my brains out because it's so fundamental. So your song, your beat, your instrumental, whatever you make, that's a product. And all producers, if you look up product, produce, producer, you create product, right? Audio products. And everybody, I'd say 99% of producers can agree with that. But when it comes to marketing, they don't. They always look at in like the grand scheme. Like I can't market. I don't know who's gonna watch. Who's gonna buy my beat? Who's gonna do whatever? But I think that you gotta flip the script a little bit. Your producer at make music and also a producer at marketing. Meaning that each campaign is a product in its own. So if you treat it like a product rather than just like a marketing piece to get the product out, treat it as two independent products then I think you'll be able to construct much better campaigns because all the aspects of, of marketing, such as branding, and there's like the technical stuff, like if you're gonna be using ads, CPA, and all that stuff, 
all those things, when you're, making, when you're producing a track, you gotta look about the sample. You gotta make sure you're EQing right. You gotta make sure you're getting all those right. No one's gonna, like if you hear it's peaking, no one's gonna use the audio, right? When you're producing a song, do you agree? Right. When you're produ- and when you're producing, I should say, a marketing campaign, you should treat it with the same seriousness. So I think if you look at it that way, as a producer, both as a marketing producer and a audio producer, then you have a way better time to get over that, like, that bridge way faster. Because then you'll be able to say you get some new advice, you're able to test it instantaneously. So you get some new tests, like, okay, I'm building the perfect product to promote my new beat uh, boom baps, all right? So think about it, hmm, I'm gonna need to have some sort of cover art that people can see it, it's visual for Instagram. I'm gonna need to make like a snippet, I gotta Mm -hmm. choose the best part, or I'm gonna be able to need the right distributors for my product. Treat it as if it's an actual viable product, like a pair of sneakers, Jordans. The way they distribute it, each campaign, is a big product, so have the same mindset. That's the Dude. way I see my art as well. So right, a hundred percent. I think it's, it's it. What you were talking about is like literally exactly what a lot of people have been preaching. Um, you know, it's two things. It's you. You can have good music, but it's more than just having good music. And like once you perfect both, that's when you'll start to see some success. Um, but but yeah, man. I think especially in this kind of day and age there's so many people just talking and giving advice like there's so many people doing Ooh, tutorials i'm a dozen doing, baby dude I, I it's like overwhelming for a lot of people including myself like sometimes you know i'll be listening to like gary v and then i'll listen to some adam ivy and then i'll tune into some curtis king right but it just depends on who's talking and it, it it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I'm curious because you're one of those guys that just talks all the time on the internet. Like you are Jabari, you know, <laughs> you, you're always talking. You're like, you know, here's how to, you know, here's how to improve your career as a music, like, you know, and you're super energetic about it. I think, you know, how do you, this is kind of a weird question, but if, if I was a producer, if I was like a new producer and I was looking for people to, you know, take advice from, I was looking to get some advice online. You know, what are some things to watch out for for people that are trying to sell you something, um, or are trying to like, or just fake people, or people that don't don't even know what they're talking about? Like, what are some, you know, what are some things to watch out for when you're taking advice from people online? All right, perfect. So I'd say the best thing to do as a producer, knowing that there's like information overload. There used to be a time, you know, when getting good information was hard because there was no information out there. Now right. it's kind of like the opposite because there's so much good information, but there's also so much bad information because like rapid fire, new post, new video, new everything. So producers, we have a struggle. So I think one way to look at it and the way I look at it when I get information, because just because I know a lot about marketing and like to share it doesn't mean I'm not learning. I'm still checking the Gary V's. I'm still checking all the top guys. I'm still following cymatics all the time. You know, it's it's really important that you make sure that you always relate it back to your project at hand. So I look at it as a project basis because out of 100 pieces of advice, 80% is irrelevant. 20% is actually good for you. So instead of looking at it, like I look at it like I have a big plan, but I say break it down because say a producer's working on three different beats. I would say instead of just looking for inspiration and advice, because I mean there's inspiration everywhere. Don't look for inspiration or advice. I'd say do very targeted keyword searches of what your exact problem is, and then work on solving that problem. So usually we say go, you know, put out content, 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 but I'd say focus on the smaller details 
in relation to the big picture. Right. Because it's hard to take in too much information at once. So just cut, instead of taking less information, just change the type of information you're taking. And uh, what about you, Jake? Have you noticed that uh, that's a big phenomenon as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on what you are looking for or what you want your audience to know you for or come to you for, really. I mean, like, when I'm, I'm growing the Instagram, which, you know, honestly, we haven't seen like crazy growth you know it's just been really consistent we have about 4.6k as of now uh which is pretty good but congrats think, bro so happy think, for you dude it's 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 been awesome you know going from like it's like the best feeling from going to like 500 to like 4k um it's it's pretty crazy but i think another reason why we got to that point is because you know i was setting like goals um a couple months ago i started setting like real goals um, regarding the Instagram, like I want to get 1k followers every month. And then I, you know, then I chopped it up and I've, you know, I figured out, okay, you know, how many followers a day do I need to get? And there's a really cool website called IG blade. Um, I don't know if you know of it, but it, it's literally like, um, social blade or those YouTube subscriber counts or whatever, but for Instagram and you can see for free, you don't even have to make an account. You just search your own account up. You can see, the uh, follows per day that you get you can see your engagement rate and you can also see um like a bunch of different charts in the growth so i would definitely i'll link that below ig blade but it's really helped ig me blade like, guys use it <laughs> it's it's really helped me because i've been able to like not track. sponsored <laughs> it's not a sponsored video yeah gotta add like, that in there <laughs> exactly but that's the thing like um it's just it's just crazy to see what you can improve on. And I think that's key for so many people. They put out content, but then they don't know what to improve on. And they just keep putting out the same stuff and they're not improving at all. So that that's what beat me up too. Even like, now, even to this day, I still right. face that. Right. It's like, if you're not constantly improving and getting better at your content or your videos or whatever, you're just throwing stuff out there. That's the same level of quality every single time. And it's gonna sure it's gonna get some good engagement, but if you want to actually progress and get better and go at a faster rate, I think that's huge. Like, like it's for example, huge. for example, shout out to my guy Dragonus. Um, I know you know I'm talking about the the guy who posts the tutorials on our channel. He's helping us out with the the short tutorials. Um, you know, but I'm sure a lot of you guys that are listening know about this. But um, when we started posting them, he was using this like anime voice, and this is kind of a funny story, but like. Using, using this like nine-year-old girl i thought he was voice. a girl at first i'm not even gonna be i'm not dissing him i just thought it was like an anime girl at first <laughs> only because <laughs> the voice got me exactly and the voice kind of like i don't know you know we were talking about it um and we were talking about like you know it's it's a part of his brand the anime stuff and i was like yeah man do your thing because honestly those were really good tutorials whatever with the voice or without the voice so um you know i was like do your thing man and it was funny because he noticed that people were commenting on it and he noticed like not really a backlash but he, he people took note and they kind of like realized that oh that that voice i need to watch out for because he has cool tutorials and it was honestly a positive thing um but then people kind of got bored of it and they were like okay you know whatever and it, it's crazy you know the, the uh the attention span of some people on Instagram. It's like so hard to grab people's attention. It's crazy. But like, um, 
it started going down and started performing like less and less it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't performing as well as it was in the beginning <laughs> and <laughs> know, we're gonna end that out but no i love what you're saying about dragonis and like i think you're saying something really valuable so keep going man yeah and and it was just if you're not anyway go, going back to what i was saying like um then he finally finally started using his real voice and that's when people really got hooked and that's when people really started to take note of his brand <laughs> so it was like he grabbed their attention and then he grabbed the he's like basically squeezed all the juices out of that orange and tried to like soak it up as much as possible and then he began his personal brand and he used his voice um and that's really interesting like i think a lot of people can apply that to their music um you know you see guys like roddy rich with the box and arizona zervis um which is actually like one of my favorite artists as of now just because he blew up and i noticed him and then i dug through his old stuff and i really liked it like that kind of like that's a perfect example and i know you want to talk about this so much go ahead man like, like <laughs> well you can see i'm boiling like waiting to talk yeah <laughs> man, i want to say something i want to say something right, yeah. <laughs> all right so man this is such a this is super important i don't know where to start but i'm gonna just get into it so i find that when it comes to art there's a threshold if you make it too artistic then the amount of people that are able to appreciate it goes down like dragonis and his uh and the anime voice like it, it, the more niche more artistic you get the less amount of people can appreciate it it just lets you do numbers you know out 100 people 30 people like it then that goes 70 percent lower but when you actually make it more generic then it's more like you're able to look at drake more mainstream you get more numbers but it's like you feel like you sacrifice a little bit of your own integrity and your own art that's how right. i felt so i make some posts that take me like legit an hour and a half to make like the more intricate carousels they get no love and then i make like some random take me like five minute little text posts and then it gets hell love right dude that that's happened so, so many times i think a lot of people can relate and, to and now so now as artists you know like i said before i'm more of a graph I, I started as a graphics artist and to the end of my like i'm a designer as as much as i am a producer mm -hmm. i don't have design producer i should say so when it comes to design i'm like damn this this suck i gotta you gotta find a balance between mainstream and true art because if you go to true true art then it's going to be way too much and people won't be able to relate but if you go too mainstream then you're sabotaging yourself and then you're not going to really hit those core people that really love it so right. i find what dragonis has been doing in relation to him i, I loved it you know I love yeah. the fact that he's bouncing back and forth, you know, because he's really targeting the mass appeal and also the micro appeal. So what I, what I advise to say with the producers is take 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 things that match with your brand, 20 words that like, do I say things? I mean, like, you know, verbs and then 20 nouns and then just 20 random things like inspirations that go. So in the end, you'll have 60 with those are going to be the key words. Even I do this. Those are going to be the key words that describe your brand. So try to find a way to make it as mainstream as hell. <laughs> make it mainstream. Mainstream sells, man. Producers want to sell beats, go mainstream. Right. But also keep those 20 key uh, components of your brand and make sure you put parts of those, a little bit of emotion while keeping it mainstream and you'll be able to see very, very big differences in your promotional or social media campaigns, whether they're posts or ads.
dude that's that's huge because because you can't like you said you can't go fully 100 percent artistic and 100 percent like um you know i'm gonna make this the best song ever and work night and day on that one song i mean no no one i mean when you like the example you were bringing up when you when you brought up uh when you brought up drake i'm pretty sure it was like or any artist like um the the difference between and this applies to instagram too actually i'm actually going to talk more about that i'm going to pivot yes sir excited but but yeah dude i think um he not only appeals to you know that variety of producers but he makes it entertaining right so you can have you can have your piece of art um and you can make it more mainstream but like you need that entertainment and um and that educational impact inside to make it like the perfect combo like this is you know this is what i was talking about with um curtis king um his podcast is coming later but i'm excited for that one can't wait i'll be the first one to listen to it it's the best one notifications bell everything on he's crazy put a zap call around my neck soon as the video's out okay jabari check the podcast (laughs) Such, (laughs) such an awesome guy um but yeah like uh, he was he was talking about the um he was using an analogy it was called the vitamin in the brownie and it was like so interesting oh um, what he was talking wow. about like like uh, he's a total genius when it comes to this stuff but he he talked about how your music your brand and your content all need to be entertaining and have that brownie on the outside entertaining the um the aesthetically pleasing like all that stuff that'll be on the outside but like on the inside is where the true people will find you and that's where we'll get the educational stuff out of your content out of your tutorials or your uh, motivational stuff um or even your music like they'll really understand your music and those are the people that you that you want you can appeal to a lot of the people on the outside like on the brownie but the people that go on the inside are your true fans and the people that you know will actually support you dude that's i don't know if you've you probably don't know about this but so jay-z i know way off course you're like huh (laughs) jay-z what what do you have to do this jay-z said something very similar to what curtis king said because he said you got to give him sugar first you know give him him a little bit of sugar and then after that's when you can put in your medicine or put in your truth or whatever which honestly taking that approach in the way i make my videos and like create my content I find it to be better because I'm able to actually get the message across. Because who wants to create something just for nobody in the planet? Like, which producer wakes up, makes a beat, is like, all right, now no one in the world would ever hear this, and I'm happy for it. Right. You know, like, no one's going to be hoping for that. No one hopes to be unknown with their art. Right. So I find you got to find, like, a good balance. And that in itself, I can just say it, but doing it, holy smokes, you have to run experiment after experiment. Yeah. Seriously. To get even close. I mean... That's the thing, like, it, people just don't understand. They either put way too much effort, I mean, this has happened to me, like you said, the effort in one post, and then the five second post that gets a thousand likes. I reposted <laughs> an old meme from like, literally two years ago, and it was the serum, like, pinball machine. And I was just, I was just messing around, right? I was just like, I put it up, I thought it would do pretty good, but I didn't know it was gonna get 2,000 likes. <laughs> And it got on the explore page and it, it was going crazy for like three weeks. Like it, it's, it kept going for three weeks strong. And 
So I would check my Instagram. I was like, oh, this post got 30 likes, even though it's like three posts behind. Like it's, it's just weird how the algorithm works. But, but that literally took me, I don't know, like, let's say five minutes compared to the uh, the post I made about books for producers, like the eight books carousel post. Yeah, which I invested that was a like, really good post, by the way. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Dude, appreciate it. I mean, like, I, I spent at least two hours on that alone, and I got about 150, 200. I'm probably wrong, but it got way less than 2,000. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but I think people hear that, and they're like, oh, so I just need to do more memes and more pinball machines and more like more appealing stuff um that's that's true you do need to post that but that's not all you need to post you need to post the the valuable stuff even though it's not going to get the most traction um the valuable stuff uh, even in your music like like you were saying exactly what you were saying like the more mainstream you know if it's all mainstream and it's all just candy and entertaining and all that like it's not going to really sink in with people if it doesn't have that 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 vitamin inside the brownie but anyway let's move on what are we going to talk about next we can talk about tiktok um because i know because <laughs> i know you love talking about tiktok I, you can also i tell you a personal story yeah what's up all right so um you can keep this if you want to or you can just like not keep it your choice depending how the podcast is going you feel it fits a vibe Hey, it's all but good. essentially, never really. It wasn't a big TikTok guy, but I made a TikTok in 2018. It went semi-viral. I got 40,000 uh, plays. This 2018, 40,000 plays, and I instantly shot up within like a, like three hours. I got to 300 followers on TikTok. 2018. This one, Gary V was talking about it. It was like a. It was like a. It was like a sicko mode edits. Tra I'm already tracer. Like, <laughs> this was some cringy stuff, man. Cringe. But what happened next is, I was like, whatever. I'm gonna leave TikTok. People, people like were like people I knew me in real life. They're like, yo, this is so corny, bro. This is stop doing that. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'd rather just not do it and not get cold corny and just live my life. Yeah. And then I signed past. I'm like, man, I should get back on it. But I was too. Pro I procrastinated. Never procrastinate, by the way. I procrastinated. Didn't get it done. Not TikTok is huge, and I'm like, man. I wonder how big I would have been if I kept going with it. So looking back a couple days ago, like four or five days ago, uh, the girl I'm talking to, she's like, I make TikToks. And I'm like, man, she's cute in person, but imagine her making TikToks. So I'm like, bet. And I, <laughs> I went back into that account, signed in, somehow did like the whole password reset thing. And I still have like 107 followers and I'm following like four people. And uh, I delete all my posts, obviously, because it's cringe. But looking back, uh, what I got to say from that story is, TikTok, the growth is monumental. That was me. I made a little whatever uh, throwaway post and I gained 300 followers in one hour and I got that much traction. And it wasn't even a good one too. Oh yeah. So I think exactly. if- You weren't even putting effort into that or that wasn't even part of like a brand or anything. That was just a random video. It wasn't part of my brand. Just me dancing around because I love to dance. Didn't think too much. I wasn't a good dance. It, I record this on my Samsung Galaxy S5 right using the front camera so add those two variables and it was like garbage quality like that was 144p quality so in the end i learned that it was a really good lesson not just to me but like it's not a like a learning moment but it's a like teaching moment uh, i guess i can tell others that if there's something and you can see a trend and you feel it so strongly make sure you test it don't just be like don't leave it up to fate to decide test it right because i imagine if i tested it 
and I would have saw continual results, I would have kept on going. But yeah, I didn't. So that's like one of the hardest pills you have to swallow, the consequences of your own, not action, your own inaction. Right. Do you have anything to say about that in regards to TikTok? Yeah, I mean, TikTok, it's, it's, a, it's a big platform, and I think it's eventually it's going to settle down a little bit. Like it's in that stage when it's finally starting to mature just a little bit. Like we're, we're just Mm -hmm. starting to see ads on there. Um, And uh, I don't even think those ads are targeted. I think those ads are just random ads paid by companies, but I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the way the TikTok algorithm works is, um, you know, obviously you have your for you page, right? And um, you can definitely critique me on this if I'm wrong. But, you know, every post, every um, TikTok you like, uh, there will be more TikToks like that coming back. So it's basically personalized for you after a while. Exactly. Um, so that's why, that's why <laughs> so many people spend so much time on it because it's addicting. Because once you like this kind of post, then it's going to keep showing you that. Um, and that's, that's the most bizarre thing. The, th- the problem with that is, um, you know, for major companies, uh, the, like, for example, Sprite, like, no one's going to be liking, maybe very few people, but no one's really going to be liking, like, Coca-Cola or Sprite, um, unless it's a challenge or something. No one's really going to be liking that kind of content. Um, but if you compare that to, like, Nike, and you do a trendy sneaker thing, or some you know some sort of brand or some something people can uh-huh i don't i don't i don't know really i don't really know where i'm going with this but like i feel people like people can relate exactly um so eventually i i think we're going to start to see more paid ads um on tiktok and um but i really haven't seen like uh there's definitely not an ability for you to pay ads pay for ads like you can't just go in there like on instagram you can't just promote a post and just pay five bucks like man if you did i'd put a hundred dollars every day in tiktok oh yeah of ad spend but that's the thing like on tiktok imagine if i mean if you were one of the first people to hop on the like a paid ad program on tiktok while it's still popping like it is now could you imagine how fast and how insanely quick um that your growth would be if you targeted your audience right um and you did the same strategy we were talking about with like the uh the pill and the brownie like the right kind of content targeting the right people on tiktok i mean i think there's some serious there's some serious opportunity there there definitely is and it's i love what you said about sprite and nike because when i think of sprite honestly i just think of basketball Maybe it's because I'm Canadian because <laughs> I don't know how it is in uh, where you're from. Sorry, bro. I forgot your state. I forgot the state. Uh, Wait, good, Kentucky. No, 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 not Kentucky. Not Kentucky. North you're from um, uh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. Yes, sir. Some crazy stuff happened there like three years ago. That's I remember. <laughs> so when I think of spread, I think of basketball because they like to sponsor, you know, especially All-Star Weekend and stuff. Yeah. So I think if I was a Sprite company, I know it's kind of moving far from producer, but it's going to relate it. I promise I'm going to relate it back. If I was the Sprite company, uh, creative director commissioned to getting paid $100,000 a year to make marketing campaigns for TikTok exclusively, I think aside from challenges, 
the hashtag ability and the fact that you can go deep and it creates a page for a user, like a personalized experience, may actually be a better, like I think it might help with targeting more so than Instagram. Because I swear, Instagram, it's since it's all over the place in terms of posting chronology, all over the, because since you can follow hashtags, it kind of tries to emulate that, but not fully. And you and I both know the power of hashtags, you know. Yeah. <laughs> go making posts go from 50 likes to 5,000. Right. So that being said, I'm super ambitious and super excited. I have a lot of aspirations in regard to TikToks and targeting. I'm more so on the TikTok ad side than I am on the TikTok content side, only because I found a system that works for now and like I still need to experiment a little bit. But that being said, I think producers, if they have a niche, like like think, let's, let's think of Drag, right? Drag Gunnis. He, for example, would thrive under TikTok ad platform simply for the fact that oh, think yeah. of the anime community and think of the right. music community and you merger and a little bit of Vocaloid, a little bit of this and that. It's like he, he, he mixes up into different cohorts of potential fans, mm -hmm. targets them, trying to sell bees, trying to sell whatever, content creators that also make anime related stuff. I think he could have a pretty decent stream just from simply that. That's why I'm excited. Like, this is great. I'm so happy for it. Dude, there's, there's such, there's so many different lanes. Like, um, I was I was talking to uh, to Larry O about this. I'm pretty sure, but there's so many different lanes you can take. Um, everyone's chasing placements. Have you have you noticed that? Like that's everyone's main goal. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like trying to get that placement. Like, like why? Like why? Is that is that really what you want, or is that just what everyone's doing? Have you have you noticed that since you are in the hip hop scene more than I am? Like, there's so many producers that are chasing placements compared to all these other lanes and i feel like there's there's a highway full of other lanes like that are perfect that, that are perfect for some people but everyone's in this one lane on just they're set on getting placements that is extremely true i found that to be a common theme but i see that a lot of the experienced producers i should say i don't mean experience in terms of you know qualitative skill at actually producing music because a lot of engineers could knock the socks off but just nobody knows who they are. Right. In terms of experience, as in understands the business side of things, I would say there, I don't see them talking so much about placements. You know, I always say, look at the big dogs, what are they doing and copy them, right? No right. matter what, like if somebody's doing something right, try to emulate that, you know, tweak a little bit to work for you. A lot of the big dogs, they have multiple streams of income as producers. So the, the way they look at it as a business is so much nicer. That's the one problem because it's way too tempting, too alluring. It's like the shiny golden goose's egg, the, the golden placement. You get the one artist, you get the placement blows up, you're out there, you become the next, you know, whatever producer everybody loves. You become the next Metro Booming. Right. But the problem with that is that you can't put all of your bets in that and it's not sustainable enough. If you wanna last, like tell me one business that can sustain without cash flow, without, without revenue. Let me let me know one one business that can sustain without revenue without revenue yeah zero zero exactly so that's why i keep i say this multiple times try to branch out into different things keep your music as obviously the main product but try to throw in a couple products in there any guys i don't want to name names but any guy out there they have hella products they have hella various uh, income sources as musicians, right. which is what's gonna be the leeway to allow you to build up the cash flow to eventually invest more and potentially make it full time. Yeah, and it's and it's like 
why I don't know why people are so set on this one lane. Like even if you do get this big placement, you might have to split it. Uh, you're probably going to have to split it with a lot of people, and then on top oh, of yeah. that, like the hit doesn't last forever. Like a hit is only like probably up for, I mean, just your average hit. I'm not I'm not sure. Like the box was up for like a two long and a half time. months. Yeah, but like let's just say two and a half months. That's only two and a half months. I mean, that's that's insane how people think like. I mean, that that getting a placement and and just blowing up at least one time is going to give them a life full of success. It just doesn't make sense. It's like a short term th- sh- short term thing. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and people just don't respect having multiple streams of income. Like I can't believe, um, you know, how, it's just it's just. To sum it up, it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of strange why why that's the goal, and I I get it like you know everyone has this mindset of I want to be that that number one producer that made this hit with this artist, and I want to get up there and you know you know get my name out there, but uh, there's there's just so many other lanes to take. Um, but anyway, I, I kind of want your opinion on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, new topic. We're moving on to SoundCloud. What do you think? You know, what are you gonna see? in the future when it comes to soundcloud like uh do you think think it's a dying platform realistically speaking i think soundcloud is better um so i say of course for 99 90 percent of artists soundcloud just isn't the way it just isn't right because you're not going to find your target fan base most time in soundcloud because a lot of the guys that end up wanting to make this a full-time career they already have some basic understand of supply and demand. And so they already realize, okay, if I keep on making sounds that, you know, nobody in the planet can relate to, there's going to be no demand for it. So a lot of the time the music is generally built around the contemporary hip hop with like little hi hats and trying to keep it, keep it very simple, but also keep it. So it's mainstream, but also add their own taste in SoundCloud. It's the opposite. SoundCloud is full of, it's just craziness. I've been on SoundCloud um, a couple of days ago just to you know, repost a few tracks that some people sent me on the Boost account. Yeah. But whoa, I heard music that was out of this world. This sounded like, you know, you remember Yeezus by Kanye? Yeah. Do <laughs> you remember when Yeezus dropped and everybody was like, what is this? Remember when X Look At Me dropped? Yeah. Everybody was like, yo, what? It was something we've never seen before. And SoundCloud, I find if you want to have that crazy, you have that crazy style, you're going to find a real fan base there because on SoundCloud, people that want to stay underground are there. It's one of those things where it's, it's like, you aren't you aren't soundcloud so people that aren't soundcloud don't stress on soundcloud apple music and spotify are the number one way to go because that's where the purchases are but people that have more of a they want that cult following soundcloud is really good simply because the the fact that you can comment on a song and really interact with the community it's nice for that that the cultism you know occult yeah. i don't want i don't want to you know i love i'm jesus christ uh christian just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that when it comes to SoundCloud, there's a specific breed for it. And if you ain't that breed, trust me, man, you're not going to help yourself by spending too much time there. But for those that do need uh, the art in the breed for SoundCloud, man, you're in for a lot of fun and a lot of fan base growth right. because it's super niche. It is super niche, like, and especially not in, not in necessarily the hip-hop world but also in the edm world like it's crazy i see so oh, many yeah, people yeah. like 
these underground artists that no one knows about on the radio no one knows about like like in general but like you know just people that visit their page and their their fans their core fan base is there and for some people that's all they need and they're content with that and that's good um but yeah in my opinion i know i've said it's a dying platform before um you know but you're not that, wrong but that point you popularity was you're not wrong I, it's definitely a dying platform, but like the point you brought up is 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 interesting because, um, you know, if that's the route you want to take, I mean, I'll go for it. But I would not recommend it. I, I mean, for starters, yeah, because you can upload your music on there, and it's a platform to upload music on. But if you really want to take it seriously, I don't think SoundCloud is the way to go. Honestly, no, I don't. For starters, even for starters, I don't even think a lot of. I mean. It depends, though. Like, the thing, let's say if you're a hip-hop, let's say if you make hip-hop music, as a starter, I honestly think having one legitimate release at the very beginning is much better than churning out every remaster, remaster times two, remaster three, re-re-re-remaster. You know what I'm talking I've about? Had, yeah, I've had this dude, I have, I've had this guy, I'm not going to mention his name, but I've had this guy in my school um, who who's um who made this track and he put it on soundcloud and it got over 100k like out of nowhere and everyone started to freak out it was like like that was like the thing like oh this dude made 100k like, on wait, soundcloud you're... yeah exactly um and i think it wasn't i mean the the quality of the song like wasn't really that good but it also really wasn't that bad so it was it was kind of like average music but in my opinion, at least, you know, but I think just because it, it was that like underground, that like upcoming vibe to it, people really liked it. People really respected it. So I, I think he didn't do it. It's interesting. He didn't do anything like he didn't do any like marketing campaign or like he didn't invest in ads or he didn't like get any like top notch producer. Like this is just a, a guy making, you know, decent rap songs putting it on soundcloud suddenly got 100k <laughs> out of nowhere it's so every now and then you're gonna see these really strange anomalies that you can't even explain yeah i feel like i feel like that but might I be still one think... of them but i also think there might be something ingrained in that that makes sense i think maybe it was because it fit in that category that you were talking about like um mm -hmm. like it fit in that underground that new upcoming vibe that people were really searching for. Um, you know, because people, for some reason, this is funny, for some reason people, I do this all the time, people don't like listening to the mainstream stuff once it hits mainstream. Like, you know, like when you hear, like, for example, um, like if you, let's say you hear a song on the radio, you're probably gonna not s sing it or hum to it or, you know, enjoy it. Um, right because it's just on the radio like if it blows up like uh that that new that new um roddy rich song uh rockstar yeah like a lot of my friends just absolutely hated it as soon as it, really as soon as, soon what? as, went, as soon as it went viral no it's such a good song to me it's a good song to me too but i think it's 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 interesting you have to really understand um that feeling of um 
of like if someone comes across their music they're like wow i just found this pot of gold i'm gonna listen to them i hope they don't blow up because it's gonna ruin the vibe like that's what a lot of people it's i know a lot of people will understand what i'm talking about i don't know if you understand what i'm talking about but for some reason i do i do with x with x yeah right and pop smoke too a little bit right and exactly that's a perfect example like like with x like like for example look at me like that used to be the jam but then there was this like one video of like all (laughs) it's just this really cringy crowd singing it and everyone just lost respect for the song and they just stopped listening to it just because (laughs) there was that little that little group just ruined it for them it's weird how music works that way all i'm saying weird how music works it's like the product is cool until it's not yeah right exactly like the box probably was like was probably like some people's favorite song but once it went on tiktok and once all these girls started dancing to it it just kind of lost that that like the value intrinsic value to it right there we go because sonically it's like i think it's probably because in my opinion so i can't speak for everybody but i would say like if i look at pop smoke for example or any kind of posthumous album, I feel like the brand changes slightly uh, after a while once it reaches mainstream success. Like there was a point when Drake used to be that kid from Toronto, and, and you know we're Canadian, we're Toronto based, so we love Drake. We love Drake since the beginning because we've been with his journey since the very beginning. Same thing with Tory Lanez. There was a point where it was like the l- little Canadian boy trying to make it on the big stage, aka America, and that and then there came a point where you know I'd say views. Views the album that did it for me. Other people much earlier. Other people much later. Some people not at all. Where the brand shifts from w- the same thing that you loved in the first place is gone, but you can't justify hating on it. But you can still feel the shift. So it's not really like the same thing anymore. That's how I felt with Drake, and I'm sure that's how probably the X fans felt. And it just ah man, I want to find a way to reverse that. Like how to make a product cool yeah. again. A hundred percent. I think that's very rare. Like, um, like Arizona service, like for example, like I'm sure his fans, like his core fans that have already, that like really enjoyed his music before Roxanne were probably pissed off that it was like the number one song for a couple weeks. Honestly, I would have been so mad because then all, all of the TikTok and all of the trends and all that crap rushes in and ruins it for you because you it feels like it's like if everyone's listening to it it's not unique and it's not really my thing anymore and Mm -hmm. that's the identity's gone even though it's a really good song like if you look at it like get rid of all the tiktok and ads and nonsense like if you really look at it it's a good song like it's a really good song but then when all that floods in for some people you know you might lose some fans just because you're blowing up really interesting how that works i don't really know how to fix it or like neither do i as in i wish i could as you know we could go but um i feel like we need to move on because this is this is really good i i, I like this we're going we're going pretty deep here but all right let's talk about um you know i think a lot of people we talk about instagram a lot on our channel like we yeah. talk about it pretty much in every podcast so i kind of want to avoid that um keep talking <laughs> twitter? twitter yeah let's talk about twitter um do you think it's still do you think it's still a, a good platform for producers um or even 
you know, rappers or artists, like, do you think it's, it's, it's got some room to grow? Cause I personally haven't found much, much success much, with growing, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like Twitter might be, I mean, some people say it's for celebrities. Some people say there's a lot of organic reach on there. I don't really know. Haven't played around with it much. What do you think? One thing from my, my experience is Twitter is easier to do. Be- Twitter is better for sales rather than marketing. And I say that because the way Twitter is built, it's a search engine. So True. anytime you search something, it's going to be user generated content. So see, I, I write that on the search bar beats for sale. And then I'm going to search. I'm going to see every tweet within the past 24 hours that has those main keywords within it. Right. Right. So then a negotiation can happen or type in music artist collab. And then I'm going to see everybody that tweeted about that, find their account and then DM them if they have DMs activated. And so when I say sales, because it's easy, you have a whole different mindset. If you're going on Twitter, expecting to get like hella followers and expecting to just like blow your brand up, yeah. you won't do it. And plus, t- Twitter is built. I spoke to Dragonus a little bit about this under one of our posts. Articles and sharing links is huge on Twitter. That's kind of what it's built around. Huge. Like if you look on Twitter, you're going to see articles. Oh, Trump said this. Trump said that, you know. (laughs) But if if you have a music article too, like especially for SEO and stuff, like what I do on Twitter when I, this is my daily Twitter. I have a great idea in my head. Open Twitter. All right. I look it over, make sure no spelling mistakes. And it's sent. I tweet it to the world. And then I put the idea out there. I get some interactions going. And then next thing I know, I'm DMing some random guy about something music related. Yeah. Twitter is if you really want to network, but Instagram is a lot more cluttered because it's very graphic. Twitter is very persona based, hence why yeah. celebrities love it. Right. So if you really want to collab and network, dude, Twitter is phenomenal because you can get the amount of targeting and micro niche, mic, like about it. You, BTS kind of, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of annoyed at BTS low key though. <laughs> and you know why? Wow. The K-pop fans pretty much own Twitter right now. Yeah. So it's like when you use Twitter, you just got to, you know, if you can find a way to get around the K-pop fans, then no you as an artist. The K-popers in the, in, in the, uh, that no offense. Right you know, now, we love but, you guys, but yeah. you guys are a really strong fan base, which hella strong. So the K-pop fan base, if you can find a way to hedge around the K-pop fan base, then you'll be able to go out there and really target the right people and i'd say starting off with no net if i was an artist with no connections before i download instagram before tiktok before all else i'll get twitter after twitter i'll get a quora or a reddit get those more community-based stuff and then after that i'll get on to like the more sharing my brand sharing my stuff just yeah. so i can get in the right circles right another thing that's not talked about enough is discord like the power of discord oh nobody, yeah nobody understands and it's it it's what frustrates me a little bit is because you know <laughs> these big brands like I'm talking like massive like let's just say um, Cymatics or uh, Producer Grind or let's just even say Legion Beats let's just throw them in there you know if 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 they created a Discord server when they could communicate directly to their people I mean do you th- can you imagine like how much of a stronger force and brand they will have in the long term? Like in Discord, it's also good for growing. Like there's also ways to grow and get more members in your server. It's kind of crazy how that works. You would know. 
Right. You would know. Exactly. You would know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, I think it's. I think it's slept on, and I think it's going to be slept on for a while, just because it's not mainstream. But I think there's such an opportunity there, and I'm gonna keep preaching about that. But like, I mean, we grew to a hundred, not a hundred thousand. We grew to a thousand members in our server in about like four months. Um, like compared to all these other servers, like, I mean the amount of community in discord is crazy and people are like yo it's just for gamers you know it's just for those nerds playing minecraft but i like, think that's where discord messed up that's because i thought it was all gamers up until 28 yeah exactly that's where i think they're starting they're slowly it's interesting they're slowly starting to rebrand because they're noticing more music servers and more like like um like like movie servers. Art like stuff yeah exactly like there's a whole third of discord which is dedicated for music and art and entertainment like for example you can start up a server and just have like movie nights every night like just and just build a community from from watching avengers every night and just streaming it you know a university has a discord server it's 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 like you can use it for whatever you want and i just think it's such a useful tool and it's what prism was built on in the first place and i think it's slept mm -hmm. on so much like reddit compared to reddit i mean reddit is more of a form based um site exactly discord is like a literally a live chat like if you type something in it's like it's like a live it's not not even a twitter feed it's like because twitter feed has like stuff from like four hours ago like when you just hop on there this is literally a live chat mm -hmm. and you can join voice calls so like you can one directly communicate with your fans you can give them all a notification when you have a new release and then you can also literally talk to them you can talk to them whenever you want in a voice in a voice call i think it's just insane and the amount of like one-on-one -on -one connection there is crazy um but anyway um starting to get back on topic i think <laughs> in general a lot of people are like um going back to what i said uh in the first place I don't know if I said this on this recording or a recording before, but, um, but you know, there's a lot of noise out there, you know, in the, um, in the music production scene and also in like the musician, mm -hmm. um, rapper, singer, songwriter scene. There's a lot of people like that people, some people will call them gurus or whatever, or personalities, um, yeah. influencers. Those kind of people, they get a bad rep all the time. and All the time, man. And, you know, just for spreading content and just for preaching their message, it's like they automatically get put in this box that's like, oh, you're an influencer, so you're just trying to sell me your course. Um, what do you think, like, you know, obviously someone could someone could very easily put you as an influencer. Like, someone could be like Jabari from Boost Collective is a guru he's trying to sell me his course uh, and i can't trust him i've gotten that before multiple times <laughs> i'm just a regular dude it's like i'm just a regular dude <laughs> yeah, exactly. i wish i wish i was as cool as you guys are trying to paint me i'm not though i'm just a regular <laughs> dude like i wish it's cool i'm just a regular designer that just happens to share it i'd say the the thing is the hardest part is the imposter syndrome even i felt it i'm like wait a minute like my confidence is like rock solid, but even then my confidence was starting to waver. And I'm like, uh, what? This is how the yeah. public sees me? They, they see me as like some dude that's trying to like sell them thousands of dollars worth of courses and stuff and all that. 
which right. I mean, I, I do want them to buy thousand dollars worth of my courses. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, but that's not my mission. So I think the main thing when it came to like being called a guru, because a lot of producers have tips that they want to share. So I, mm -hmm. I know how it is being in your fuse. You have good stuff. You want to share it. But just like the backlash, there's like a mentality that you're trying to scam them or something because you're right. outspoken. Right. So I'd say my advice to you guys and the same advice I use is remember that you get back what you put in. So it's like right. if, if you start debating, debating haters live in the comment section, dude, trust me, it's not going to go well. If you decide that you want to just take that time to explain to them what your mission is, you can do so. And if they don't listen, that's cool. And I'm not, it's, it sounds like I'm just saying, oh, just don't care, which is kind of hard if you are really passionate about something and are getting flack for it. But there's going to be a point where it's like a crossroad. You're going to be like, should I continue or should I stop? And at that point, you're going to remember what you did it in the first place for. So being a guru, which is, I think, kind of a relatively new thing, because there were always producers on the internet giving out tips. It was only when these big like business dudes like the Ty Lopez and all those guys started doing it that like you got a negative rep. Right. I love Ty Lopez, by the way. You know, what I mean, I have the 67 steps program knowledge. on my computer. Knowledge, Lambos <laughs> and uh, books. Oh, God, that video is so funny. So I, what about you, bro? Because as Prism starts to grow, you're going to reach through the same thing. Has you had experiences where people are like mm, scam? They didn't, they didn't even check your account. Like, I don't uh, know. He of. sounds like he might have. Yeah, you got it? Sort of. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not at the same level as Boost Collective. Um, but I think it's, it's, I'm starting to get that vibe from people. And, you know, I used to just be a normal, pro like, music producer. Like, I used to literally just make really shitty EDM songs and put them on SoundCloud, just like everyone else in my community. So like, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. That's tough. Just kidding. Uh, tough. But, but yeah, it's like, um, I'm trying to be careful with that. I'm actually experimenting with that, um, especially over on my Instagram. I'm not trying to portray myself as a, you know, as an influencer and a guru. And you know, here's my, here's my five hundred thousand dollar course. That teaches you everything. You Take need. it, buy it, please. Make me rich. I want to be rich. I want forty right. million dollars. Right. Or like get many quick stuff. Like I think I'm trying to. I'm trying to label myself. Like for example, for example, perfect example. Drew Cymatics. You know, I don't know as much about Steven, but I know Drew Cymatics is a hardcore music producer, and you know he's been in mm -hmm. the game for many, many years, and he's a really good producer. But like when you check out his page it says music producer, you know, and it does, it doesn't say like, are you trying to build your brand online? Click in my link and buy it. Like it, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's, a, it's a little thing. It's a little things that like the, the people will, it's a little things that people take note of and it'll, it'll really change the way they respect you. Like if I did that, the music industry is the only industry from what I've seen, aside from the digital art industry where self-promoting is seen as a bad thing in any other <laughs> in any other industry self-promoting is something to be like you're that's good yeah promote yourself man who, who else who's gonna promote you if you don't promote yourself but in the music industry it's like if you over promote then you, you become a salesman but if you under promote you don't get results so there's this like weird dance you have to play with when it comes to authenticity and yeah. that's why i say stay with the brand because honestly it's easier to mess yourself up 
harder to mess your brand up. You have to like really mess up to mess your brand up, you know? Yeah. That's why I don't say Jabari here. I'm like, uh, Jabari from Boost Collective here. Right. And I'm sure, Jake, you can understand too. And it's so much easier to get that dialogue going when they don't think you're trying to scam them out of a $1 million a, a day program, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's just sad. It's, it's sad, man. Who do you like? Who, who do you like better? Ty Lopez or Gary V? Okay. So this is a good question, man. Oh. Damn, you're coming up with the good questions now, man. So no disrespect to any of them, right? So I started following Gary V years ago. And there's a time when Gary V used to give like straight up business advice and just like how to operate a business properly and that type of stuff. But, you know, as the bigger you get, the more mainstream you get, right. you become. Right. It started getting on more motivational. I'm guessing that Gary realized that there was a bigger need, a bigger like audience yeah. that needed that stuff. I I don't need to I don't need motivation no stuff only because it's like I'm so self motivated and many yeah. producers and artists artists we as a whole are motivated by like our art itself. So yeah, hundred. So I find that when I listen to Ty Lopez, the he gives legitimate steps on how I can do something. If I want to learn how to better invest in you know the stock market. Or if I learn how to sell more products, Ty Lopez frames it and structures it as that. I find the Gary V. It's more before I can get to the actual medicine. There's way more brownie. Ty yeah. just gets straight to the medicine with very little, if not no brownie. Mm, but I think he's against brownie, Loki. I I agree with that. That's that's huge. That is huge. I never actually thought about that. Gary V. Is more, um, I wouldn't say clickbaity, but like what you were saying, like the brownie um, analogy. It's it's interesting. Have you, do you know who Alex Becker is? I love him, bro. He's oh, so. I love that guy. Go. Yes, dude. I mean, I've been. That's my guy. So I've been doing e-commerce since yeah. 2016. Dang. Since 2016, Alex Becker is one of like the top dogs who showed me the ropes. He, Alex Becker, 100%. You check out. I mean, CEO Dylan was telling us about this, like on the CEO Morning Show. Alex Becker, you have to check out his channel. Um, you know, he. It's interesting because he has like a variety of videos. It's like, it's like, um, he does like health videos, like, like fasting and that kind of stuff. And then he also has no uh, fab. <laughs> I was trying not to say it, but can I say yeah, that? Can I ahead. say that here? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I'm, I'm, I still didn't ask you how. I was trying. I was <laughs> trying to avoid that <laughs> so hard. And you yeah, just I know. It. I want to keep that out of. All right, wait, I'm going to scream so that you can hear this audio. If you want to cut it, you can cut it. Uh, all right, there. Yeah, you're good. Timestamp or audio stamp. So, yeah. okay, we're going to keep this as PG. That way you can reach the younger producers and stuff too, right? Yeah, it's all good. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Because I don't want to get too curse, off the rails. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. Makes um, sense. But yeah, so I think Alex Becker, you know, he's... I, first of all, I definitely recommend you check out his channel. Um, I don't know if it's mainly geared towards uh, if it would be good content for music producers, though, or artists in general. Oh, that's I interesting. Think, cause... I, I feel like I feel like I mean, I feel like you and I like we we definitely benefit from his videos. But like compared to just a, a normal producer, I, I wouldn't see the the as much appeal? value. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That might That's, just be me. Um, but yeah, definitely. Check I think it's like half and half. Half and half. Yeah. Because I, I liked when 
whenever I check out Alex Becker, I, I don't check Alex Becker for business advice. Right. He's not my go-to. But whenever I check Alex advice, it's always for the spiritual side of, you know, just like trying to find a way to manage both your life and your work trying to, you know, so I'd say everybody can pick a little bit of, uh, from Alex Becker, but Alex Becker is product centric, which yeah. I really like about it. Right. Compared to Gary Vee is more like service centric. So when I think of that, about that, I would, I would still recommend it to producers. In fact, I would produce, I would recommend it more to producers than recording artists. Yeah. The only for that reason that he's super product centric. Yeah, Alex, he's I need a I need a I'm trying to find a word for it. He's like you said Authentic? You know how Gary yeah, yeah, you know how Gary V he he basically I mean, for some reason like, you know, you you were talking about get being so self motivated, like I feel that I feel the same way too, man. Like hundred percent. I feel you. But for some reason, Alex Becker, he just adds this element of, um, of like, confidence, of confidence, and and just this this mindset. Like Gary Vee, I feel like if you watch him, I mean, if you watch him every day, that's fine. But I feel like that's just consuming normal content, you know. Like if you watch a, if True. you watch a couple Gary Instagram posts, it's just like, like you're in your twenties, like you're so young, and then how is that gonna help, like? a 40 year old um it's just entertainment at that point so like it there's a fine line between oh i'm watching gary v or i'm watching ty lopez or even though ty lopez doesn't do as much motivational motivational stuff i'll stick to gary v but like but isn't that weird like gary v i feel like it's different from watching gary v every single day than it is watching alex becker every single day because if oh you watch, yeah if you watch alex becker I step feel like you'll step. become a stronger um, producer, entrepreneur, whatever. Uh huh. If you watch Alex Becker compared to Gary V, like sometimes Gary V can be a little bit too soft. Um, I know that's really. I mean, I know that's a really uh, controversial statement. Like, because he's. Like, cause <laughs> yeah, he's, I know. He's I'm, I'm, a, like, I'm like. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let Prism take the L. I'm, I'm not gonna talk too much. <laughs> I'm no, joking. I mean, like, I'm capping. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, compared to. Um, Compared to Alex Becker, sure he has the energy, but like, I mean, soft, soft as in um, business-oriented advice that'll actually help. Mm -hmm. you. He's definitely like a, a big motivator and like, a, like go, you know, go fucking do it, man. Like he's definitely that kind of guy. Do it, guys. Feel, do it. I feel like, but I feel Alex Becker is more tactical, and he'll definitely supply you with the right kind of mindset. Um, so. Anyway, let's stop talking about Alex Becker because um, one last thing, one last thing, one last yeah, thing yeah, yeah, is go ahead, go ahead. I see, I see Gary V as an artist. I see Alex Becker as an engineer. Yes. So I 100%. I don't think that since musicians are already artists by nature, I find that if they go to Alex Becker, they're gonna get that engineer side, that like tactical strategic right. side. Exactly. But I find for people that are not in music or art creation. That if they go to Gary V, they can get a little bit of that artistic side to get yeah. them uh, right. riled up. Right. So I just and think I for, like we for might us be, and we might be more analytical, um, and the engineer side. So that's probably why Alex helps us more. But yeah, that's a good point. So that's what I really like. Uh, I would say I'm actually not that analytical, to be honest. Damien oh, really? Hella 
Ronan, hella. Me, I'm more on the artistic side. Well, Ronan's like 50-50. Damien's like 80% engineer, 20% artist. Ronan's like pure 50-50. And I'd say I am more like 80% artist, 20% uh, engineer. Damien, Ronan, please don't kill me. Don't crucify me for saying this, man. Don't kill me. <laughs> and so I think that's just the beauty, the beauty of the internet. When you can find ways to skip the bull. Right. Um, Which is the hard part. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, finally, let's talk a little bit about as our last sort of topic, because we've been doing this for a while. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I, about, okay, let me check the t how much we are at. We are at we are at one hour and 36 minutes. Holy crap. Damn, Have fun dude. recording this, bro. Have fun mastering <laughs> and mixing this. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Yo, also, could you send me your audio? Because Loki, I want to add this to our podcast instead of recording another video. Because okay. this one, we, we, we got deep stuff. We got value. We also got some banter so, here and there. I, like, I like this one. Yeah, I like this one too. I'm trying to keep these episodes more like low-key and uh, conversation oriented. Because obviously, if I if I got bigger guests that I don't like have as good of a connection with as you, I'll, keep, I'll stick to the mm -hmm. script. But like, with stuff like this, man, whatever we want to talk about... Um, I'm I'm fine with, but but yeah, let's let's let's. Episode three is gonna be lit, man. What do you say? If oh, we episode. don't find a way to wrap it up, we're gonna be here till midnight. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so let's let's wrap it up a little bit. Um, any general advice? Would you, would you know? Would you give? It, trying to word this correctly. Would you? What what advice would you give to, um, just a young producer, rapper, singer, songwriter trying to make it not only not only stick out from the crowd, um, you know, but, but be successful. Like what are some common themes you've seen successful people um, that have either gone through your courses or just in general? Like what are some things that, you know, people should start focusing on these days if they want to be successful as a producer, rapper, singer, songwriter? Okay, perfect. My main thing, which is going to sound kind of cookie cutter, but don't look at it as a song don't look at it as an album don't look at it as a beat look at it as a product look at it as a commodity if you look at it as anything other than that you're gonna get screwed man if you're just a hobbyist that just wants to make beats for his friends or whatever perform at the bar mitzvah you know once every three months go ahead keep doing keep keep doing that but if you are serious about making a couple sales Look at it as a product. And then every time you type it in, the right how to promote my music, right? How to promote my product. Because trust me, you're gonna find much better business advice from people that aren't musicians, from actual business people. So make sure you, when you're going out there, you're looking for advice and stuff, marketing, product design. Um, of course, if you look at it, make better songs and you know, got up in the music stuff. But as a whole, look at, look for product improvement, product distribution. That's it. If you just focus on that and cut the rest, that way when you're scrolling on the timeline, you're like, this helps me make better music, but this helps me make better product. And by product, like the user experience, right. you know, the user interface, AKA the way you design both the sounds and the visuals and everything. Once you got the whole product system down, trust me, you're gonna totally change the game of your music career. That's the first step in my eyes and the very last. Everything else is not as important as that, in my opinion.
Gotcha. But that's just Jabari, right? I'm sure yeah. other people have different opinions. That's mine. It works for me. So if you think that it might work for you, try it out for a little bit, maybe for one week, only call a product. One week, only search how to promote products, distribute products. Do that way. You might find some golden gems that other producers that are only focused on the music and not the product side are missing out. Game theory. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Spoke for a too much there. to my TED Talk. Um, Thank you yeah, for my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, man. Um... I think that's a wrap. I think I think we're going to uh, wrap it up here. Uh, thank you. If you made it to the end, thank you so much. Uh, you you are definitely a real one. And we love you, listen, man. And if you listen to the first one, um, the one when Jabari was talking really awkwardly close to his mic like this. Um, oh, guys, my roommate just entered again. <laughs> uh, if you've listened to that one, you are definitely a real OG. So we appreciate you. Um, make sure you tune into any of the other episodes we have i would really appreciate that um and also subscribe to this channel it really helps really helps us out in general um but also follow boost collective on instagram isn't it Bo- boost, is it boost.collective or is it just Bo- it's boost collective right no it's jabari from boost collective just kidding <laughs> it's boost collective b-o-o-s-t-c-o-l-l-e-c-t-i-v-e no space no dot none of that See if the yes, jazz sir. boost collective boost collective on Instagram. Highly recommend you check out their content um, Highly. and check their stories because you know, there's some, there's some hidden gems in there. Um, you know, some, oh, some thank nice, you. Some nice little series. Uh, but yeah, as anything else, any other plugs or anything you want to add? I just want to add, man. So prism producer for producers. So for you guys that really wanted be in a community and be surrounded with the right people that treat the music not just as a song but also as a viable product and you guys are all working together to help each other get further stick with prism trust me man you're gonna be way happier when you look six back so you're like huh i made the right decision by following prism i want that to be you i don't want you to be the person that is still six months later made zero progress and stagnating so make sure by following him and interacting with him and all that that he produces and puts out there Use that as leeway when you invest in your music career. Let's get it. Hey, appreciate that, man. And also make sure, last, last, last plug, make sure you uh, join our Discord group because, um, you know, we do workshops, we do sessions, Q&As, we do, like, feedback sessions with each other. Um, and it's really, really fun. You get to know a lot of people. Um, I would highly recommend it. Um, and if you are in the Discord, uh, hashtag Discord gang in the comment section below, uh, would love to see a lot of people um, comment that because there is really a tight community in there and, um, you should definitely join highly, highly recommended. But anyway, I think we got to end it now before we keep talking. Um, thank you so much for being on here. <laughs> Discord man. gang. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a good one, man.